This morning we'll talk to you about how Jesus ministered healing. Praise God. You know, Jesus never did lay hands on a Christian. <laughs> never got one Christian healed. You know that? Wasn't unavailable until he's raised from the dead. Christianity didn't come into being till the resurrection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But Jesus ministered healing three different ways. He didn't just minister healing by teaching and preaching. He also ministered by knowing who he was. And we've left that part out, and so then we've left that part out, we've, we've, we've put the burden of getting people healed off on the person that's sick. And see, that's wrong. That's erroneous. Jesus never did do that. So, if He's our example, we need to follow what His instructions was and how, how He ministered. See? Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 You know, sometimes, like Luke 6, 17 said, they came to hear and be healed. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was teaching up Raymond at the uh, uh, prayer and healing school. And, and anyway, uh, we, we uh, got to know a lot of the uh, workers up there. And uh, I was preaching in Dodge City, Kansas. And a couple that worked in the prayer and healing school brought their pastor who lived in Kansas. They brought him to uh, one of my meetings in uh, Dodge City, Kansas. A fellow named Jim Ames, Ed Ames, Jim Ames, I believe the boy's name is. And uh, anyway, their pastor had had a stroke. And his aunt you know, like this, and he couldn't walk. They'd hold him up on each side, and he could scoot along like this, mouth run up under there, and I taught off of paper dolls. How many of you ever seen me work paper dolls? I may work them in the morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. You, if you ever get a hold of the life and nature of God in you and get it to flow, and you can get that on a cancer, and it'll blow it out of there. It ain't no way that it can stand. Is nothing can stand under the supernatural fire of God. Nothing. I don't care what it is. Anyway, I was working in paper dolls, and while he was looking at them, he came to hear and be healed. They came all the way from uh, Tulsa and got the, got the old man, brought him to the meeting. And, and when, when he, uh, he watched them paper dolls, his arm came undone. Mouth came undone. He could walk, but he wanted me to lay hands on him anyway. You know, he, he, you know, we're so trained. See, that we got to get some hands. Like someone else has got to give us something. See? Instead of we have something. See? we got to get this fellow's anointing, this fellow. I want this fellow to lay hands on me. He's got the goods. Now, this fellow over here, I'm going to get me some of that. And it's nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not belittling that. But really and truly, you don't need Elijah's double portion or nobody else's portion, bless God. You got the full, complete portion of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whatever He is, you are. Amen. Praise be unto God. I laid hands on Him. He fell on fire. God, He got up, run, jumped, and He just had a big time. Hallelujah. That's good. Nothing wrong with that. Praise be unto God. Thanks God. Thank God. But 
when you realize, when you realize that Jesus Christ, the one that created the whole universe, that doesn't just sit in the highest seat. See, he raised you up. How many of you know you're sharing Jesus' throne right now? Sharing his authority. Hallelujah. And this Christ, who's been raised and defeated every enemy that God and man had, he defeated Satan as a man. Do you know that? And when he done that, he done it as my champion, as my stand-in, and my agent. Hallelujah. He's working for me. Praise God. While I was a sinner, he, he, he was doing all this. See? So Jesus ministered healing by teaching people. Teaching them that healing, but see, you have to understand, Jesus op is operating under the old Abrahamic covenant. Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham? See, he's operating under the old Abrahamic covenant, but he knew his authority as being the Son of Man. The Son of Man means the representative of man. Now, he represented God and he represented man. Amen. And when a blood covenant was cut, he cut covenant for God and he cut covenant for man. And therefore, we got in on it by grace and you can't break it because you didn't make it. And if you have a conniption fit and get mad at me and trust me all the way to, to, to uh, Little Rabbit Australia, bless God, I'll tell you what, listen the blood speaking from the mercy seat. It ain't speaking from the judgment seat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Ben, you didn't make it, you can't break it. See, praise God. I heard a preacher this morning talking about, uh, well, I'll tell you what, uh, that's, that's that curse that'll come on you. Curse has no right to come on you. Jesus took the curse. He handled the curse. God didn't set before you blessing and cursing. He set before you blessing. See, he didn't set before you life and death. He set before you life. We got a better covenant. Jesus took the death. He went through death that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them that all their lifetime lived in fear. Afraid I'm going to miss it. Afraid if I do something wrong, I'll give Satan a right to jump on me. See? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, that's prevalent teaching in the faith movement. See, you give place to the devil. Paul said, neither. Nary. You know what? Neither. Nary. Nary give him a place. Don't give him no place. You understand that? Don't give him no opportunity. He can't take one. What can he do? See, like I told you last night, woman said, Satan jumped on me and snatched my arm out of place. Well, he ain't done that. I don't know what happened. She might have just fell down and knocked her arm out. I don't know what she done. Husband might have put a left hook on her or something. I don't know what happened to her. You know, we got her healed. Hallelujah. Well, Jesus ministered by teaching people. You know, he went to his hometown. He said there, he could there do no mighty works because they're unbelief. It didn't stop the power of God. It stopped them from receiving because they went about he went about teaching. He went, he didn't give up on them. He went about teaching and he got some of them healed. Amen. 
Do you know you've got something on the inside of you will get just some minor, minor things just healed automatically? The life of God that's in you. Amen? You remember when he went over to Peter's house? He didn't, he didn't preach to him nothing. He just laid hands on Peter's mama. And she got healed. How come he done that? He, he didn't have, uh, he's, he knows who he is. He knows he's a transmitter. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I've got some. See, he said, you saw me. That's the Father in me. He's doing the works. When you've seen us, you ought to say, bless God, I'm Jesus with skin on. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I don't know if Peter was all that happy about healing his mother. You know, it didn't say. You know, I had a friend that, that, that about his, he wasn't saved. His folks, his wife, mother-in-law, and all that. Uh, uh, about a little 1995 tour, went through Egypt and Italy and Greece and and uh, and uh, uh, Israel. And uh, he told his wife, "said Won't we just take you know take your mama with us?" And so they t- took the mama, uh, his mother-in-law with them, and they went through Egypt and all around, and they got to Israel, and uh, his mother-in-law went on to be with the Lord. And uh, she died, and, and, and the Israeli counselors told him, said, well, you know, said, uh, it cost you five or six thousand dollars, you know, to ship her back. Said, we'd bear here for twelve months. And uh, he said, uh, oh no, oh no. Said, uh, said, uh, I'm gonna ship her back. Said, man, you must be really devoted to your mama, mama-in-law. He said, well, not, not, not really. I ain't all that devoted to her. Said, but you folks over here has got a, 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 a history of, of raising folks from the dead, and I just can't take a chance on that. <laughs> he said, that may have been the way Peter's mama looked, you know, in that day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Turn with me, if you will, this morning to Matthew, the fourth chapter. Matthew, the fourth chapter. 23rd verse. Matthew 4:23, and Jesus went about all of Galilee, teaching, in their synagogue. See, now, listen very close to me. This is God's best. If you teach someone about healing and what belongs to them and their rights, they can keep it. I wonder a lot of times, some of Jesus' healing, how, how many of them kept it? See, it's not, it, 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 it is no, no record of how many kept it and how many didn't. I guarantee you, a bunch of them didn't keep it. Huh? He went about Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers diseases and torments, and those that were possessed with devils, and those that were lunatics, See, some of you kin folks got, you know, can get help here, see. It's never too late. And those that were lunatic, those that had the palsy, including cerebral palsy. Do you know the body of Christ is scared of cerebral palsy? 
Huh? I've never seen anybody that said, bring the Sarah Paul. Hallelujah. We've seen two healed of cerebral palsy. Praise God. And all, all, under all the sick people that were taken with diverse disease, torments, those that were possessed with devils, and those that were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. Now, it says the same thing over there in Matthew 9.35. You can go through all, uh, throughout the Bible, and it said he went about teaching and preaching the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. He said, not only is this the kingdom of God, but turn, turn back to Luke, the 8th chapter. Let me show you something. You know, he didn't just preach. Luke, the 8th chapter. First verse. And came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village Preaching and showing. So he went about preaching and showing. He went about preaching and passing out samples. Amen. Here is a sample of the kingdom of Almighty God. Blind man see. Without the miraculous in Christianity, all we got is a bunch of words. All we have is try to copy someone like a Wigglesworth or a John G. Lake or teach on them or teach on how this happened. I'm tired of hearing about Wigglesworth. I'm tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. Do you understand that? Say, well, I wouldn't confess. I'm sick. I'm sick of it. And I ain't getting sick either. Because I believe in my heart that I'm well. But I'm tired of hearing about it. In the sweet by and by. What about the mean now and now? Right now. What about it here? What about when your child's lying there with a 105 fever? What are you going to do now, big boy? If you don't know who you are and don't know the source of the divine healing, where it's coming from, then you're not going to get that child healed. You'll be in fear. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. So he went about preaching and showing what? The gospel or the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. Went about preaching and showing. Passing out samples. Most of you don't won't remember this. Some of you older might. But when I was a kid, they came out with washing powder. There was no such thing as Tide or anything like that. The first washing powder to ever come out was gold dust. It wasn't nothing but marijuana lye soap, and, and they put it in a grater and shaved it, you know, and had shavings. And they had two little boys that went around everywhere. They, they was twins. They called them the Gold Dust Twins. And they'd play a little song, and they'd dance, and they sang the Gold Dust song. And they passed out little bitty boxes of this gold dust. And if you like it, you'll buy it. If you like the healing, you'll buy into Christianity. If you like it, hallelujah. And it gets you set free, you'll buy into it and want more of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look in the ninth chapter there of Luke. First verse. Then he called the twelve disciples together and gave them power and authority. 
Over what? Over devils and the cure disease. These folks ain't even saved. These folks ain't even born again. Them folks are spiritually dead. Do you understand that? They ain't in your Christ. Jesus said there has not been a greater prophet born than John the Baptist, but the least one in the kingdom of God is greater than him. Why? Because you've got God's life, God's nature, God's healing, God's anointing, God's ability on you. You know you can do what God can do? I can do all things through Christ. You know that? See, after you get your thinking right, God didn't put us down here trying to uh, get us to do something. He wants to live his life through you. He wants you to be a healing, divine, life, anointing transmitter. Do you know you've got anointing? Second Corinthians one twenty one said, He established you in Christ and has anointed you to God. He didn't say he anointed you and then took it off. See, in the Old Testament, it'd come on them and leave. It'd come on them and they'd outrun a racehorse. Do you know that? Man, they'd take off. It'd come on a little old dried up fellow looked like Don Knotts. They called him Samson. Do you know how small he was in statue? Uh, he didn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Are you listening to me? He looked like Don Knotts but something come on him and he'd take a jawbone of a mule and whoop a thousand with it. He said he whooped ten. You say, that thing can't whoop nothing. Why well, whooping him, grabbing at it? But something's on him. Amen? That something's on him. What? The thing that come on you in a boat and never will leave. I'll never leave you. You've got the anointing of God. I'm telling you, anywhere you're at, you're on ready all the time. See, it come on them and leave. Amen. They shave that old boy's head, and he wasn't worth nothing. Hallelujah. I'm about half bald-headed now, but I'm worth something. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So they went about, Jesus went about preaching and showing. Now, he taught the people, and when he taught the people, when they heard about it and believed, they came to hear and be healed, they taught it. That's God's best. It's, it's God's best that you learn the Word of God and get your own healed. See, he never said one time, go ye into all the churches and get them healed. He asked questions over there. James, does any sick among you? Ain't ought, ought not be. But if it is, See, he starts off, is any of you going through a trial or a test or any of having affliction? You know what we do? We call the prayer tower, the fire tower, the water tower, any, call anybody. We call anything to get some help. You understand that? That's not scriptural. I see folks, a uh, 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 men of God have piles of prayer requests. Not a one of them scripture. Are you listening to me? Not a one of them scripture. said, if you're going through an affliction, do your own praying. Shut up. Don't tell anybody. Why? Because you tell someone you ain't believing nothing. You're trying to get sympathy or get someone else to help you. Amen? If, you, if you're going through a trial, don't tell anybody. Uh, me and my husband ain't getting along. Well, tell your mama. 
and she'll, and, and she'll hold it against him six months after he's dead, and she'll go pour lime on him for three years. See? Amen? Praise God. I am well convinced of this. I'm well convinced of this, without a shadow of a doubt, if the church of the Lord Jesus Christ would walk in love and would find out the finished work of Christ, that they'd walk in divine health all the time. How many of you know divine health ain't God's best? Divine life is. That you be a transmitter. I don't know sick folks laying hands on me. Huh? I don't need no sick folks laying hands on me. Said, well, I can get other folks healed, but I can't get my own self. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. If you can't get your own self, you need to, uh-uh. That won't work. That won't work. Amen. Amen. So, you understand this. We are a supernatural people. You have to, you have to understand. Uh, God did not make us uh, uh, an old un, uh, forgiven sinner or something. Well, I'm just a forgiven sinner saved by grace. I saved by grace, and I was an old sinner, but I ain't never been a sinner now. I am a new kind of a man. I ain't never been connected to anything but the throne of Almighty God. I ain't never been connected to the devil. I ain't never been. That old man, God killed him. Amen. He called President Bush on him. <laughs> you know that guy single-handedly kept the United States from going into depression? He single-handedly done that with his mouth. He had to be anointed by God. This country was going down the drain after 911. I mean, stuff was rotting in people's grocery stores. It was going. He stood up and said, we're a nation under God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like that old boy. I hated that he come from Texas. That's the only thing I don't like about that. Hallelujah. I'd rather him come from Hong Kong or something. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus ministered healing. Now you have to understand this. He ministered healing uh, by teaching people, hearing, and they be healed. He ministered also under the gifts of the Holy Ghost. See, and, and we in the faith movement say that's the only two ways it works. But it's not. It's not. Now the gifts would be in operation and he'd take and spit on the ground and put spit, uh, clay in, uh, in their eyes, get them healed. That's the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of God told him to do some things. And that's fine. And I like it. And we ought to operate in that also. But when they're not in operation, what are we going to do? Sit around and wait on them? Huh? What if this fellow ain't got time to hear you teach? What if he's terminal? What if he's lying there on his deathbed? What are you going to do now, big boy? Huh? There's a challenge out there. Do you know that? The world has challenged us. Let us see a Christian. I want to see one of them. If I ever see one, I'd like to be one. Huh? Amen? A friend of mine called, named Carolyn Womack. She said, uh, 
Buzzards that I'd be, my husband, as a husband, he is a friend of mine, I hadn't seen him in years, said he's on his deathbed, said he can't even get in the bed, he's on a cot in the kitchen. He said the doctor said uh, he won't live, you know, through the night. And I said, well, I'll be over. And so I went over and, and, and talked to him. He could he couldn't hear me, and he couldn't talk. I got out and hollered in his ear. And I said, R.D., just say Jesus. You know the Word of God says, if you call on the name of the Lord, you be saved. We got it all where we got to vote them in, and we got to walk them down the aisle, and they got to confess, and they got to do all the... No. Let me tell you something. God, God's looking. You give him an inch, he'll take a mile. <laughs> I got down there over our knee and hollered. I said, say Jesus. Well, he tried to say, he couldn't talk. I said, say Jesus. He said, Jesus. He couldn't hold. I'm telling you, I had my head down on his uh, mouth. And he finally said, Jesus. And I kept having to say, Jesus. 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 And he got a little stronger. I said, Jesus. Got a little stronger. I said, now, R.D., I'm fixing to lay hands upon you. And when I do, the Holy Ghost going to come on you. You're going to start acting. In tongues. See, he's Baptist. See, we got more Baptists over in our, our neck of the woods than we do Christians. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, 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 and I laid hands on him and he said, he's gonna tell me I can't. He said, I can't. Then he's done got the Holy Ghost. Now he's received a vocal miracle. Now, if you can get one miracle, you can get two. But if you can't get one, you can't get none. See, I used to train bird dogs, bird hunting all the time. And I'd say, if I could train that dog to do one thing, I'd train him to do anything. But if I can't train him to do any one thing, I can't train him to do nothing. He can't, he can't eat my Purina dog child no more. He's got to go. See, I ain't gonna keep him. I ain't gonna feed him. Hallelujah. He ain't like my wife, you know, in my feed barrel. Hallelujah. I have to keep her. Praise God. So he went to talking in tongues. He lifted his hand. He's Baptist. Let me tell you something. The Spirit of God will move on you to do some things when he's there. Hallelujah. I said, now, R.D., I'm fixing to lay hands on him. He had cancer in both lungs. Laid hands on him. Power of God hit him. He got up off of that cot. Hadn't walked in months. Totally healed. The doctor said he'll not live to end the morning. But he left there and got his fishing tackle stayed gone. Ten days of fishing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I didn't have time to teach you. You understand that? i got to transmit something. If I don't transmit something, he's gone. You understand that? Now, I've got to activate that stuff. It don't just automatically flow. Huh? How do I activate it? Now, faith is inspired. Your faith is inspired. This Zoe life and nature of God out of your innermost being uh, flow. You must see the Holy Ghost will act just like an old water pump. It'll pump that life of God right out of you, out of them jumper tables right there. So lay hands, lay them booster tables on somebody. Didn't say kick him or nothing. He said lay them. Amen? Huh? Because you've got something on the inside of you. It's called Jesus of Nazareth, and that anointing of his spirit will flow right out of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, if the gifts are not operating, what are you going to do? You better find out who you are. 
You better find out where the source of the healing is coming from. Where is the source? It is Christ in you. Hallelujah. So you should be a healing transmitter. That's who you are. He didn't say for you to go lay hands on the sick and see if you couldn't get him healed. You know, over in Mark 16, he said, they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll do what? Recover. And you know what we've said? Well, he's going to recover. It may take him two or three months, but he's going to get, you know. Most folks will wear something out before they get to healing. Say, so, you know, I had the flu, so I got, I got healed. It didn't take me three months. Now you wore it out and wore my God out with it, too. Amen? When Jesus prayed for folks, what did they do? They were instantly healed or began to amend from that very hour. If one of those two things don't happen, then be honest. I didn't make connections. So let me go back and figure out where I missed it. Because God don't miss it. I've done something. I've missed it somewhere. I know He said Himself took my infirmities and bare my sickness. Then if He's done that, then it's up to me to receive that just like it did Jesus. Now the word over there, you need to look it up and bind. It said, these signs shall follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick and they shall what? Look it up. The word recover there is S-O-Z-O, sozo. Means saved, delivered. They'll get saved. They'll get healed. You know, I run around with Dr. Summerall for about five years one time. And a old man he he called folks to get saved, and he he just said, "Be saved, be saved." Lay hands on, say, "Be saved." I think, oh man, you don't even know how to pray with nobody to get saved. You this here, you've been all over the world and done everything, and I'd wait a lot of time. And he, I said, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if they really saved. I don't believe they saved." And I'd let him get where he couldn't hear me. Out of hearing this, because he would reprimand you. <laughs> and so I'd let him get on out of the way, and I'd start down here on this end, and pray with him to get the Holy Ghost. And every one of them got the Holy Ghost. And it sure didn't have anything to do with my faith, because I knew they wasn't going to get it, because they wasn't saved. But he, he knew. He said, whosoever sins you remit, I'll remit. He said, be saved. He knew who he was. He knew he was transmitting the life of God. Hallelujah. You're saved. I asked the Lord, I said, I don't understand. He said, they got saved coming down. When they got up and started down, they were saved. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise the Lord. Turn with me this morning to Colossians, the first chapter. See, we got way under more authority in this earth than us. Most folks think. Colossians, the first chapter. Now let's talk about this. Finding out who and the source of the healing. Now if you're depending on yourself and your knowledge, you, you know what knowledge does? It puffs folks up and they get in trouble. You know what revelation knowledge does? It'll humble you before the hand of God that it ain't I, but it's Christ that lives in me. I ain't... I, you know, all your righteousness is like filthy rags. All of it. But you ain't got to operate in yours. Hallelujah. I am as, I heard a lady today on TV. She said, 
Uh, man, I'm as righteous as Elijah. And I said, well, good. But you're as righteous as Jesus. Praise God. And said, Elijah missed it. Well, so what if he did? Hallelujah. He could get it right. But we're not operating in Old Testament things. We're new creation. We've been made. See, we're not going to... It is not up to you whether you've done good, bad, uh, whether you're pretty or ugly or what. ain't got nothing to do with it. It's one thing. It's Jesus made you a righteous man. Hallelujah. As right, see, uh, 1 John 3, 7 said, you're righteous even as he's righteous. Why? Because I've got the God kind of righteousness. All right, hallelujah. Colossians, the first chapter and the 25th verse. Now, we want to look and we want to get a hold of this. If I don't go with this one verse right here, if you'll get a hold of this, it will change your life and change what you do when you lay hands on people. 25th verse said, Wherefore, Paul said, Wherefore, I'm made a minister. According to the time frame that I'm living in right now, in this dispensation of God, say, I'm made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you. I've got something for you. I've got something for you. So we've been reading over there in Genesis and trying to get like Abraham, and we've done talk about Daniel in the lion's den, and we got the Hebrew children, we got on Shadrach and Meshach and Meshach and Yoshak and the bungalow and all the rest of them. And we done taught all that stuff. And ain't nothing wrong with it. But let me tell you something. You ain't operating in Old Testament. This anointing don't come on you and leave. It's on you and it'll abide and it'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Jesus said, I'll walk in you and I'll dwell in you, praise God. Hallelujah. So where's the source of this? You've got to understand. Jesus operating in a teaching ministry. That's the works of Jesus. You need to teach. He also preached the gospel of the kingdom. Sometimes the gifts would operate. He'd make clay of the spittle. He'd do this, do that, do different things. But he also, knowing who he was, Huh? He walked up to the pool of Bethesda, blessed God, say, say, fella, would you like to be here? Oh, I ain't got no one putting me in the water. I'll pick your bed up and run along home. How come he done that? Spirit of God told He knew who he was. There's the man right there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Need he whole porches, five porches full of sick folks. Huh? Hallelujah. Why did he get him here? To show folks that healing was still in their covenant. You know, he, it, it, it was a leper came to him one time and said, Lord, if be your will, you can heal me. He said, I will be thy healed. Hallelujah. He's instantly, he's healed. Now, what did he tell him to do? He said, go show yourself down there to the priest for a testimony unto the priest. Go show the preacher down there that healing's still in their covenant. Go offer the sacrifice that Moses said for your cleansing. Go show it to the preacher that I'm a God that'll keep his word. I'm Jehovah Rapha. Go show the preacher. We need to show some preachers now. Do you know that? You got sick folks in your congregation, it's your fault. Say, how come? Because we haven't taught them as we should. You know, even in the Old Testament, where you get over in Isaiah, 
said, you pastors ain't been keeping in folks here. said, I got a little something against y'all, y'all. I'm going to call something. Now, he ain't got nothing against us. See? He said, have you kept your folks fed? Have you kept them here? See, that's the pastor's job. Well, the pastors hadn't been taught right. They don't know that's their job. Well, man, if you need to see, uh, go see all around us. Go see somebody else. Go here. Go. Peter and John walk up the gate called Beautiful and said, look on us, big boy. I got something. You know why a pastor don't say, come look on me? Because he ain't got nothing. Perhaps he got. Well, I went to Rome. Come by my office and I'll give you one of Brother Hagin's books. See, we've got to. We have got to. Let me challenge you today. Take a step up higher. Man, I can sit here and stall about this stuff. I've been working with this stuff for 25 years. And I've seen preacher, preachers or something listen to this and walk up and say, oh, hallelujah, wasn't it a lovely message? I want to cross his eyes. This stuff is precious. It costs Jesus his life to make you who you are. Hallelujah. It cost God the only son he had. He gave him. He didn't have another. He could have failed just like Adam. Someone think, well, he couldn't fail. Why, Jesus, I don't know how old he was before he found out who he was. But he said he found the place where it was written. Ask me, boy. That's me. The Spirit of the Lord's on me. See, every one of y'all to say, the Spirit of the Lord's on me. I've been anointed. I've been anointed. You get sick, I'll get you healed. I will not let your folks die. I will not let your family perish. I will not do it. You'll come to my church. I promise you. Are you listening to me? We need as pastors to step up and take authority over this. We've let our congregation stay sick. We've let it, we put it off on them. Well, you ought to learn more. How many years you been coming? Well, let me tell you who they've been sitting under. See, we need to take the responsibility. I need to find out who it is. Paul got something for me. What'd you get? What did you get? Let's read that. I'm made a minister for the dispensation of God, which is given to me. For you, what's he going to do? To fulfill the Word of God. To finish the plan of God. I had a plan with Adam and Adam failed. But I sent another Adam. Amen. Born of a woman. I sent another one. He had to be a man. Because a man got us in trouble and a man got us out. A man failed. When Satan came, but another man defeated. A man defeated Satan. He had to do it as a man. One day he woke up and he found the place where it was written, I'm going to the cross. He found the place. He, how many of you know Jesus grew in wisdom and knowledge and favor with God and man? He didn't wake up one morning and say, look here, I'm the son of God. Ain't I something? I got to do it. No. He found the place and he grew. In wisdom and knowledge. That's why God gives us this Bible where we grow. Amen? He said, this that I have, which is given to me for you, i got something for you, it'll fulfill God's plan. What is it? Even the mystery, 26 verse, 
which has been hidden from ages, from generations. Jews didn't even know God when he walked among them. The thing's been hid. What has God been hiding from generation, from ages? But now, now, now has been made manifest. Anytime you read the word manifest, that's an instant something. It's never, it's going to manifest. It's always a present tense uh, 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 delivery of Almighty God right then. It's been manifest. When's it going to be manifest one of these days? No, it was manifest through an increased it. But now it's been manifest to the saints to whom God would make known which is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is it? Christ, the anointed, resurrected, glorified God, the one with all power, all authority, with the very glory that he had before the world began that's been restored to that Christ is now living on the inside of you. That's the source of divine healing. There's your source. Then if I've got a source of it, hallelujah, I stay built up, building up your most, yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jehovah Rapha lives in me. Oh, brother, can't you? I attend to his word. I incline my ears to his saying. I never let it depart from my eyes. I see the Christ living in me. And I stay built up. And the Holy Ghost acts like an old jacuzzi water pump. And it pumps the very life and nature of God right out of you into a sick person. you got to get it activated. you got to prime the pump. Any of y'all ever had an old water pump you had to prime? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know a mystery. It's been hid. Still hid from the church. They don't know it yet. But he said it's been manifest to the saints. You know why it's been hid? We've been over in, in Genesis. See, we've been, we've been, we've been worried more about money than, than, than we are finding out who we are. See, Jesus said, if you'll take care of my business and seek first my righteousness, that I'll add the rest of this stuff as a matter of course. See, we've been running around trying to get us a new Cadillac. Amen? And confessing it in like rosary. Hail Mary, full of grace, I've got a Cadillac. Hail Mary. See, we're going to confess it in. We're going to confess our healing in. See, we were going to confess everything in. No, that's wrong. We're going to confess it because it's already in. I say it because it's already so. I'm agreeing with God. I'm agreeing that by stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah. I'm agreeing with God that every need I have is met. And if I have anything that, that comes up I need, I have the very faith of Almighty God that built the universe. It can build your universe. Amen. You've got something on the inside of you called Jehovah. Hallelujah. The great I am. He's there. What will he do in you? Anything that you'll exercise your faith in him to do. You know what faith is? Believing God's not a liar. That's all. See, faith will believe God's word to the point that it's the only thing to make him act. Nothing else makes him act. Said, oh, but I'm hurting. That ain't gonna make me act. One time, I fell down steps, and bone was sticking up in my foot, and it turned purple, 
and read, and I felt sorry for myself. It's like you would, and oh, it hurt. And I laid up in the bed and played tapes. And I played Brother Hagin, Brother Copeland, Freddie Price, and all that. It swell up. It got to hurting me so bad, I had to, I had to stick it out the window. I couldn't even stay in the same room with it hurting so bad. Now, I'm telling you, I was hurt. Now, what are you going to do? Big faith man. Big faith man. My wife said, I'm going to tell the church you laying up in bed. I'm getting up. Don't worry. Don't tell it. <laughs> I know what to do, but I didn't want to act on that thing killing me. See, faith tonight. You understand that? Put my foot down. Ah, it was killing me. I got me a little stick like I, I started getting me a little flat hat like a barbell. I had me a little stick. You understand what I'm saying? But I've got to act and I know it. So I made me a little crash course of meditating on the Word of God. <laughs> on his, oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I meditated on the Word of God, I mean, till I couldn't wait to act. And I don't know why. I said, in the morning, I'm going to act. I wasn't going to act right then. I'm waiting in the morning. Daylight. Daylight come, I'm going to act. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jehovah Raphael lives in me. He'll make me immune. Uh, uh, one of the benefits of the tongue. Bless the Lord on my soul for getting out all his benefits. What kind of benefit you got? A benefit ain't some added attraction. If you do good. You do good, that's called a bonus. So getting out all the benefits. Regular benefits of the covenant. To forgive us all by the next. Lord, forgive me for laying up the bed and my wife had to shame me. Before I'd act. <laughs> but Lord, I'm fixing to act. Some daylight, man, I put my foot down. Ah, killing me. Killing me. I started having to carry me out to bed there and have me put to sleep. I was hurting so bad. You understand? I'm hurting. I ain't, I'm not praying with y'all. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, that's killing me. Hallelujah. Ah! Hallelujah. Now I got a stick. Now I can't depend on my stick. Now I'm got to, I've got to believe God. How many of you ever seen that old Harrison Ford movie where he was hunting the last chalice or something and he stepped out there in the wind and there was a plane? That's called faith. That's called faith. That old boy Gene Roddenberry that made those Star Trek movies, he knew something about the Holy Ghost. You know that? Beam me over, Scotty. Hallelujah. I got something. See, he understood something. Amen. He had one movie. They found a, 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 a civilization that uh, worshiped the sun. And they had a big sun up there, and you know, and was it Captain fella? He was, you know, Captain Kirk. Anyway, at the end of the show, they told him, said, you ain't never understood what we worship. He said, yeah, you worship the sun god. He said, no, we worship the son of God. Say, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I got a foot. But if it don't get healed, it's going to fall off. I ain't going to have to be worried about it. You understand that? But I put my foot down. And I said, in Jesus' name, 
by a stripe from I couldn't wait to walk. Man, the next time I took another step and I took another step. Man, I went around the house and by the time I got halfway around that house, I've struck it. I've done hip seconds. Oh, man, I was trucking. Hallelujah. I got out there in my, in my orchard out there and I was praising God and running. Hallelujah. In my foot to you. My foot to you. How come it got here? Because 2,000 years ago, himself took my infirmity. But I got it. You know, the violent will have to take it by force sometimes. Sometimes it's not easy. Huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are we still in Colossians? Christ in you. What is the soul? See, you've got to realize this, that it is Christ doing the healing. He didn't send you to heal nobody. It ain't a one here to heal a broke nap wine. Amen? But you have the healing. See, this Christianity is about Jesus living his life through you. An alien entity from another world is living on the inside of you, and he's got divine healing. He's got supernatural power. He wants it to flow out of you. Paul said in due season, God saved me. Try to reveal his son in me. He wants to reveal his son. See, without the miraculous, Christianity ain't nothing but a bunch of talk. But Jesus said he went about preaching and showing. Preaching and showing. Preaching and showing. Hallelujah. 27th verse, to whom would make known what is the riches of this mystery is Christ. Now Christ, we, you know, Brother Copeland, I don't say Christ, take an Old Testament scripture over there, said he lifts the burden and destroys the yoke. Well, that's alright. That's alright. But that ain't what the anointing is. That's just what it does. The anointing is the ability of Almighty God on a human being. The ability of God, the ability of Jehovah Rapha on a human being, it's on Him. It'll never leave, it'll never... You have an option. You don't even need folks to teach you when something's right. You've got an option. You listen to us, you'll not get an error. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Alright? Christ in you. The ability of God. How, how do you figure that? Did he say you could do all things through Christ? Well, that mean, I mean all but one. That means all of them. Is Christ limited? He's limited only by ignorance in the church. You know that? He's limited. He can't do that. They're ignorant. He can't violate his word. He can't do it. He's got to do what he said in his word. See, he can't, he can't just jump off the end of this thing and go to doing something out here. See, a lot of folks think, well, God's sovereign. He'll do anything. He's bound himself by his word. Thank God we can depend on his word. If he said, lay hands on the sick and they shall be sozoed, they'll be saved, healed, delivered, set free, they'll have soundness of mind, will bless God, he will do that through you if you'll take those duplicators and stick them on somebody. 28th verse, Paul said, This Christ whom we preach, we warn every man, teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man what? Perfect. So you know you've come to the spirits of just men made perfect? Not mature, perfect. You've been made perfect. You're so perfect that a perfect healing God 
than live in you. A perfect, God made you perfect. He don't make imperfection. He made you the best. He created you in Christ. He was making Christ. Everything he wanted you to do. Everything. Uh, he, he put this in. He put righteousness. He put everything he wanted you to be in Christ. Then he draws you into union with it. I've been drawn into union. One of these days I'm going to break out in my singing there. Show him. I'm going to get your job, kid. Hallelujah. So, he presented us perfect, 29th verse. says, whereunto I also labor, striving, according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. It's something working in me. What is it? It's Christ. What's working in you? The anointing. What is working in you? Well, I don't feel like, you like told you last night, I, I worked all day, Wednesday, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, we're out running the house, five o'clock, shave, bathe, put a little deodorant on, a little, smell them good. Got up there, wore a slap out, didn't even, you know, didn't want to preach. Apologize, I said, I'm sorry, I worked all day, I, I said, I, I, I know I'm shortchanging you, and I, 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 I know better to do that. But I've asked the Lord to forgive me, and because I'm tired, because I've worked all day, God's forgiven me for not doing what I should have done and taking care of this. See, any preacher that can preach, you can throw him a scripture and he'll just take off. Amen. You can give me and. I can preach on and. And so I apologize to the church. But I said, being I'm tired, now I want to teach you something. Now I want to teach you something. Now my women that, that tell us, they knew what I was going to do. They knew on the front what I was going to do. I said, because I'm tired, I want you to know this. I do not have any special word from God. I do not have any special enough. I don't feel anything. If you ask me, uh, I tell you, I don't even feel like I'm saved. I want somebody to pray with me to get saved. You understand that? No option, no nothing, no gift. But I said, I'm just going to proclaim right now a miracle. And I looked over at this girl, and she had glasses on us to come down from. For some long we said she had the stigmatism in her eyes. I don't know. I made a little joke about it. Got the stigmatism, huh? You know, and I stigmatized it. But I said, now, give me a glass. She said, you can't just do that. I've done it. I took a glass and sold them away. Laid hands on her and God healed her. Let me tell you something. Your words are spirit in their life. You need to speak what God said. Hallelujah. The old shack and the bungalow and all the rest of it. And we done taught all that stuff. And ain't nothing wrong with it. But let me tell you something. You ain't operating in Old Testament. This anointing don't come on you and leave. It's on you and it'll abide and it'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Jesus said, I'll walk in you and I'll dwell in you. Praise God. Hallelujah. So where's the source of this? You've got to understand. Jesus operating in a teaching ministry. That's the works of Jesus. You need to teach. He also preached the gospel of the kingdom. Sometimes the gifts would operate. He'd make clay of the spittle. He'd do this, do that, do different things. But he also, knowing who he was, huh? he walked up to the pool of Bethesda, bless God, say, say, fellow, would you like to be here? 
Oh, I ain't got no one to put me in the water. Oh, pick your bed up and run along home. How come he done that? Spirit of God told He knew who he was. There's the man right there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Need he whole porches, five porches full of sick folks. Huh? Hallelujah. Why did he get him here? To show folks that healing was still in their covenant. You know, he, it, it, it was a leper came to him one time and said, Lord, if be your will, you can heal me. He said, I will be thy healer. Hallelujah. He's instantly, he's healed. Now, what did he tell him to do? He said, go show yourself down there to the priest for a testimony unto the priest. Go show the preacher down there that healing's still in their covenant. Go offer the sacrifice that Moses said for your cleansing. Go show it to the preacher that I'm a God that'll keep his word. I'm Jehovah Rapha. Go show the preacher. We need to show some preachers now. Do you know that? You got sick folks in your congregation, it's your fault. Say, how come? Because we haven't taught them as we should. You know, even in the Old Testament, where you get over in Isaiah, said, you pastors ain't been keeping them folks here. Said, I got a little something against y'all, y'all. I'm going to call something. Now, he ain't got nothing against us. See? He said, have you kept your folks fed? Have you kept them here? See, that's the pastor's job. Well, the pastors hadn't been taught right. They don't know that's their job. Well, man, if you need to see, uh, go see old Roberts. Go see somebody else. Go here. Go. Peter and John walk up the gate called Beautiful and said, look on us, big boy. I got something. You know why a pastor don't say, come look on me? Because he ain't got nothing. What's he got? Well, I went to Rome. Come by my office and I'll give you one of Brother Hagin's books. See, we've got to. We have got to. Let me challenge you today. Take a step up higher. Man, I can sit here and stall about this stuff. I've been working with this stuff for 25 years. And I've seen preacher, preachers all sit and listen to this and walk off and say, oh, hallelujah, wasn't it a lovely message? I want to cross his eyes. <laughs> this stuff is precious. It costs Jesus his life to make you who you are. Hallelujah. It cost God the only son he had, he gave him. He didn't have another. He could have failed just like Adam. Someone think, well, he couldn't fail. Why, Jesus, I don't know how old he was before he found out who he was. But he said he found the place where it was written. That's me, boy. That's me. The Spirit of the Lord's on me. See, every one of y'all to say, the Spirit of the Lord's on me. I've been anointed. I've been anointed. You get sick, I'll get you healed. I will not let your folks die. I will not let your family perish. I will not do it. You'll come to my church. I promise you. Are you listening to me? We need as pastors to step up and take authority over this. We've let our congregation stay sick. We've let it, we put it off on them. Well, you ought to learn more. How many years you been coming? Well, let me tell you who they've been sitting under. It's 
to. We need to take the responsibility. I need to find out who is. Paul got something for me. What did you get? What did you get? Let's read that. I'm made a minister for the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you. What's he going to do? To fulfill the Word of God. To finish the plan of God. I had a plan with Adam, and Adam failed. But I sent another Adam. Amen? Born of a woman, I sent another one. He had to be a man because a man got us in trouble and a man got us out. A man failed when Satan came, but another man defeated. A man defeated Satan. He had to do it as a man. One day he woke up and he found the place where it was written, I'm going to the cross. He found the place. He, how many of you know Jesus grew in wisdom and knowledge and favor with God and man? He didn't wake up one morning and say, look here, I'm the son of God. Ain't I something? I got to do No. He found the place and he grew in wisdom and knowledge. That's why God gave us this Bible where we grow. Amen? He said, this that I have, which is given to me for you, I got something for you, it'll fulfill God's plan. What is it? Even the mystery, 26 verse, which has been hidden from ages, from generation. Jews didn't even know God when he walked among them. This thing's been hid. What has God been hiding from generation, from ages? But now, now, now has been made manifest. Anytime you read the word manifest, that's an instant something. It's never, it's going to manifest. It's always a present tense uh, 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 delivery of Almighty God. Right then. It's been manifest. When's it going to be manifest? One of these days. No, it's manifest when he preached it. But now it's been manifest to the saints to whom God would make known which is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. What is it? Christ, the anointed, resurrected, glorified God, the one with all power, all authority, with the very glory that he had before the world began that's been restored to him. That Christ is now living on the inside of you. That's the source of divine healing. There's your source. Then if I've got a source of it, hallelujah, I stay built up, building up your most, yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, Jehovah Rapha lives in me. I attend to his word. I incline my ears to his saying. I never let it depart from my eyes. I see the Christ living in me. And I stay built up. And the Holy Ghost acts like an old jacuzzi water pump. And it pumps the very life and nature of God right out of you into a sick person. But you got to get it activated. You got to prime the pump. Any of y'all ever had an old water pump you had to prime? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know a mystery. It's been hid. Still hid from the church. I don't know it yet. But he said it's been manifest to saints. You know why it's been hid? We've been over in, in Genesis. See, we've been, we've been, we've been worried more about money than, than, than we are finding out who we are. See, Jesus said, if you'll take care of my business and seek first my righteousness, that I'll add the rest of this stuff as a matter of course. See, 
We've been running around trying to get us a new Cadillac. Amen? And confessing it in like Rosary. Hail Mary, full of grace, I got a Cadillac. Hail Mary. We're going to confess it in. We're going to confess our healing in. See, we were going to confess everything in. No, that's wrong. We're going to confess it because it's already in. I say it because it's already so. I'm agreeing with God. I'm agreeing that by stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah. I'm agreeing with God that every need I have is met. And if I have anything that, that comes up I need, I have the very faith of Almighty God. That built the universe. It can build your universe. Amen. You've got something on the inside of you called Jehovah. Hallelujah. The great I am. He's there. What will he do in you? Anything that you'll exercise your faith in him to do. You know what faith is? Believing God's not a liar. That's all. See, faith will believe God's Word to the point that it's the only thing to make him act. Nothing else makes him act. He said, oh, but I'm hurting. That ain't going to make me act. One time, I fell down steps and bone was sticking up my foot. And it turned purple and red. And I felt sorry for myself. It's like you would. No, it hurt. And I laid up in the bed and played tape. And I played Brother Hagin, Brother Copeland, Freddie Price, and all that. Don't swell up. It got to hurting me so bad, I had to, I had to stick it out the window. I couldn't even stay in the same room with it hurting so bad. Now, I'm telling you, I was hurt. Now, what are you going to do? Big faith man. Big faith man. My wife said, I'm going to tell the church you laying up in bed. I'm getting up. Don't worry. Don't tell it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what to do, but I didn't want to act on that thing killing me. See, faith's an act. You understand that? Put my foot down. Ah, it was killing me. I got me a little stick like a, I started getting me a little flat hat like a barbell. I had me a little stick. You understand what I'm saying? But I've got to act and I know it. So I made me a little crash course of meditating on the Word of God. <laughs> on his, oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I meditated on the Word of God, I mean, till I couldn't wait to act. And I don't know why. I said, in the morning, I'm going to act. I wasn't going to act right then. I'm waiting in the morning. Daylight. Daylight come, I'm going to act. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jehovah Raphael lives in me. He'll make me immune. Uh, uh, one of the benefits of the tongue. Bless the Lord on my soul for getting out all his benefits. What kind of benefits you got? A benefit ain't some added attraction. If you do good, you do good, that's called a bonus. So get not all the benefits. Regular benefits of the covenant to forgive us all by the next. Lord, forgive me for laying up the bed and my wife had to shame for what I act. <laughs> but Lord, I'm fixing to act. Some daylight, man, I put my foot down. Ah. Killing me. Killing me. I started having to carry me out to bed there and have me put to sleep. I was hurting from that. You understand? I'm hurting. I ain't, I'm not praying with y'all. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, that's killing me. Hallelujah. Ah! Hallelujah. Now I got a stick. 
Now I can't depend on myself. Now I'm got to I've got to believe God. How many ever seen that old Harrison Ford movie where he's hunting the last chalice or something, and he stepped out there in the wind, and there was a plane? That's called faith. That's called faith. That old boy Gene Roddenberry that made those Star Trek movies, he knew something about the Holy Ghost. You know that? Beam me over, Scotty. Hallelujah. I got something. So he understood something. Amen. He had one movie. They found a, a, a civilization that uh, worshipped the sun. And they had a big sun up there. And, you know, and was it Captain the fellow? He was, you know, Captain Kirk. Anyway, at the end of the show, they told him, said, you ain't never understood what we worship. He said, yeah, you worship the sun god. He said, no, we worship the son of God. Say, hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> well, let me tell you something. I've got a foot, but if it don't get healed, it's going to fall off. I ain't going to have to be worried about it. You understand that? But I put my foot down, and I said, in Jesus' name, by something. I couldn't wait to walk. Man, the next time I took another step, and I took another step. Man, I went around the house, and by the time I got halfway around that house, I was trucking. I done hit second. Oh, man, I was trucking. Hallelujah. I got out there in my, in my orchard out there, and I was praising God and running. Hallelujah. And my foot to you. My foot to you. How come it got here? Because 2,000 years ago, himself took my infirmity. But I got it. You know, the violent will have to take it by force sometimes. Sometimes it's not easy. Huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are we still in Colossians? Christ in you. What is the source? See, you've got to realize this. That it is Christ doing the healing. He didn't send you to heal nobody. It ain't a one here can heal a broke nut's wing. Amen? But you have the healing. See, this Christianity is about Jesus living his life through you. An alien entity from another world is living on the inside of you, and he's got divine healing. He's got supernatural power. He wants it to flow out of you. Paul said in due season, God saved me. Why? To reveal his son in me. He wants to reveal his son. See, without the miraculous, Christianity ain't nothing but a bunch of talk. But Jesus said he went about preaching and showing. Preaching and showing. Preaching and showing. Hallelujah. 27th verse, to whom would make known what is the riches of this mystery is Christ. Now Christ, we, you know, Brother Copeland, I don't say Christ, take an Old Testament scripture over there, said he lifts the burden and destroys the yoke. Well, that's all right. That's all right. But that ain't what the anointing is. That's just what it does. The anointing is the ability of Almighty God on a human being. The ability of God, the ability of Jehovah Rapha on a human being, it's on him. It'll never leave, it'll never leave. You have an option. You don't even need folks to teach you when something's right. You've got an option. You listen to it, you'll not get an error. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Alright. Christ in you. The ability of God. How, how do you figure that? Did he say you could do all things through Christ? Well, that mean, don't mean all but one. That means all of them. Is Christ limited? 
He's limited only by ignorance in the church. You know that? He's limited. He can't do that. They're ignorant. He can't violate his word. He can't do, he's gotta do what he said in his word. See, he can't, he can't just jump out the end of this thing and go to doing something out here. See, a lot of folks think, well, God's sovereign. He'll do anything. He's bound himself by his word. Thank God we can depend on his word. If he said, lay hands on the sick and they shall be saved, they'll be saved, healed, delivered, set free. They'll have soundness of mind. We're blessed God. He will do that through you if you'll take those jumper cables and stick them on somebody. 28th verse. Paul said, this Christ whom we preach, we warn every man, teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man what? Perfect. So you know you've come to the spirits of just men made perfect. Not mature, perfect. You've been made perfect. You're so perfect that a perfect healing God can live in you. A perfect God made you perfect. He don't make imperfection. He made you the best. He created you in Christ. He was making Christ. Everything he wants you to be. Everything. A healer. He put this in. He put righteousness in. He put everything he wants you to be in Christ. Then he draws you into union with him. I've been drawn into union. One of these days I'm going to break out in my singing mood. Go in. I'm going to get your job, Kevin. Hallelujah. So, he presented us perfect. 29th verse. Says, whereunto I also labor, striving, according to his working, which worketh in me mightily. It's something working in me. What is it? It's Christ. What's working in you? The anointing. What is working in you? Well, I don't feel like, feel like I told you last night, I, I worked all day Wednesday a couple of weeks ago. I mean, we're out running the house five o'clock, shave, bathe. Put a little D over and on, a little, smell them good. Got up there, wore a slap out, didn't even, you know, didn't want to preach. Apologize, I said, I'm sorry, I worked all day, I, I said, I, I, I know that's short-changing you, and I, I, I know better to do that, but I've asked the Lord to forgive me, and because I'm tired, because I've worked all day, God's forgiven me for not doing what I should have done and taking care of this, See, any preacher that can preach, you can throw him a scripture and he'll just take off. Amen. You can give me an. I can preach on an. And so I apologize to the church, but I said, being I'm tired, now I want to teach you something. Now I want to teach you something. Now my women that, that tell was, they knew what I was going to do. They knew on the front what I was going to do. I said, because I'm tired, I want you to know this. I do not have any special word from God. I do not have any special anointing. I don't feel anything. If you ask me, uh, I, I tell you, I don't even feel like I'm saved. I want somebody to pray with me to get saved. You understand that? No action, no nothing, no gift. But I said, I'm just going to proclaim right now a miracle. And I looked over at this girl, and she had glasses on us come down front. For a long week, she had a stigmatism in her eyes. I don't know. I made a little joke about it. Got the stigmatism, huh? You know, and I stigmatized it. But I said, now, give me a glass. 
said, you can't just do that. I've done it. I took a glass and throwed them away. Laid hands on her and God healed Let me tell you something. Your words are spirit in their life. You need to speak what God said. Hallelujah. God wants his folks well. He don't let them run around sick. He wants them totally healed. Amen. He wants us ministering under the option of the Holy Ghost and let Jesus live his life through us. Jesus with skin on. Jesus with skin on. The flesh and bone Christ. Jesus has a ministry right now in this earth. A physical. People don't see your spirit. They see your body. How many of you know your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? Huh? Hallelujah. 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 I had that girl stand up Sunday night. I said, Nancy Rapper, Nancy, stand up and testify. She said, well, I bought a chair the other day for the kitchen the other day, and I cost uh, $40 and said I got $420 back the next day. I want to testify about her eyes. If she's on something else, she done forgot about that. She done got that little deal. Amen? She brought her mother from Texas, Longview, Texas, and her mother had had a heart stroke, and they went out and got her out of the hospital and brought her up there. She's Baptist. You understand that? Baptist. You understand what that means? Why, them folks are fighting anything, it, it, it don't belong to the seven Baptists. Hallelujah. Laid hands on, she's actually here. Baptist woman went to dancing. Went to doing the old soft shoes, just doing all that. Hallelujah. Arm come out, mouth, all that. Hallelujah. Amen. That's Christianity. What is the proof that Jesus is raised from the dead? What's the proof? Well, if you'll come over to our church, we'll feed you spud nuts and hot chocolate. No, sir, you don't know what spud nuts that's a, that's a potato flour donut. Okay. Come eat donuts with us. We're having a wonderful time. I know when I was about five or six years old, I went to a, a revival at the Baptist church where I went, we went. See, all of us went to Baptist. If you signed up for a job in my country and you didn't like that, if you wrote anything else, you ain't going to get no job. Yeah. Prayers by 10, you better go to the next time. They was eat, having them spread nuts and they just first come out. So I about seven, eight years old, I went to the revive. And uh, they, the preacher said, how many of you want to rededicate yourself to the Lord? And I raised my hand. I want to rededicate. He said, you can't do that. I said, how come? He said, well, you ain't never been saved. You have to get saved so you can rededicate. I didn't even know what they was doing. Finally, about nine years old, I was standing there listening to preach one time, and the fellow pushed me out the eye, and I was out there and looked around, so I just went on down there. And they voted on me. You know, it's easy to get, get in the Baptist church. You know, it's easy to get in heaven. It was in that bad church. You had to vote on you. Do you know that? <laughs> hallelujah. 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 So, I believe this with all my heart. If the church world would walk in the love of God and find out the finished work of Jesus Christ. Who he has made you? Who has made you? Who has he made you? 
he's made you in the very image of the Lord Jesus Christ that he'd be the first one of these boys. Contract said he'd be the first one of these boys. That he'd be the first boy in a whole family of brothers. That's what he said. Hallelujah. 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 So, remember this always. Jesus Christ was a man. Jesus Christ today is still a man. One mediator between God and man, the man. So he's still a man. So, he grew in wisdom, he grew in knowledge, how God anointed a man from Nazareth named Jesus Christ. Now, let me tell you something. Jesus Christ didn't come here any different than any other man. He's born of a woman just like me and you. Except one thing was different. He had his father's gift. See, now, to as many as received him, gave he the power to become the sons of God. See, the same word sons used to you as it is of Jesus. Same identical word. See, God don't want two or three different brands of sons. He wants them all the same. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Luke 4, 18 said, Jesus' first message he ever preached. The Spirit of the Lord's on me. He said, he's anointed me. I've been anointed. You know, they didn't like it. Well, I know your mammy. I know your daddy. I know your sister. They picked cotton too. They ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. He said, in the days when Elijah was here, God sent him. Hey, tell him, let's see you do them what? He said, send him to a, a widow woman of Zarephath. He said, he even healed a, a Syrian cat. Oh, they swole up. They gonna kill him. See? They picked up stones to kill him. He said, and as he walked by, there was a blind man in his heel. That stopped all the rocks on him. Got to stop all that. One milk is worth ten million of them sons. You know that? Hallelujah. I went to Manila, the Philippines, to about somehow one time. He wanted me to help him get a church built over there. And so I went over there. And first night I preached, was in a big warehouse. I mean, big, and people as far as you could see came. And then I flew in. I flew in, uh, one in big jets, and man, they had banners all over Manila. Buzzy, Buzzy. Misspelled my name, but it was, you know, close, you know. <laughs> Put garland all around. Had a parade. Somehow had called over and told them, said, I'm sending a man over there. Oh, they're sitting on ready. See? They believe me one reason, because I'm American. General MacArthur said, I shall return. And that American came back and liberated us. Those Americans, see, them folks is lies. You know that? Them, they got a nation full of lies. Third world countries, they're lies. They'll tell you, give you their word, and then break it. They don't think nothing about it. That's some of nephew had a, 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 took his church that somehow started. And he hocked it for $40,000 to get enough money to build a bigger one. And he went to the China Bank. And for his over, he owed him $800,000 for a $40,000 loan. He signed it, oh, we're not going to charge you 5%. Well, they charge him 200 They don't care. Oh, uh, we changed that. They ain't got no regulations like we do. So, 
But that American said, I shall return, and they'll return. I told them, I said, now let me tell you something. Them engines on that jet plane out there are still hot. And I said, I've come to tell you about a God of miracles. See, I'm talking to Catholics. You know Catholics got more belief about them than Baptists? Them folks was going to believe God. That American said, that God is a miracle worker. I said, bring me someone sick. I didn't preach. See, they brought a man up there, a little boy brought him up there on a walking stick. He's blind. I took his walking stick and throw it away. Says, what if God didn't heal him? I'd have tossed that plane back. The engine's still hot, folks. Amen. But I ain't, that never crossed my mind. Why should that cross my mind when God said, go lay hands and I'll sozo, I'll heal him, deliver, I'll set them free, praise God. I laid hands on the blind man, his eyes come up. I spun him around like that and give him a, a running Philip and he began to read the Bible. I didn't mean to. I just stopped and give the invitation. And as far as you see, I thought the whole world got up and come down and got saved. As far as you can see, here's see. One miracle. One miracle. I laid hands on a little girl. She comes, she's twisted all in the middle. Completely. 360 degrees of backbone. How many of you ever seen Joe Bird? I've seen Joe lay hands on, on, on a woman one time. She just went to spinning round and round and round and round. All kind of funny things happen. I laid hands on her and she went to spinning around and round. I said, oh God, don't give me one of them minutes. One of them spinning. She's this much taller when he got through with her. God done that. I mean, you can't. One woman got right in front of me and she stuck her hand out. And right in the middle of it was an open sore. Huh. And I just laid my hand right on top of it, and I heard it fry, folks. I heard it fry. I took my hand off, and a scab was formed over her hand. That's God. Amen. They brought another woman before me. Oh, come, she was ugly. She was power tense. She's over in her power yugly. Man, that's a... She had, she looked like a jack-o'-lion. She had one two hand, one other hand. And I got right there and she grinned Oh, Lord. I said, what does she want? She couldn't talk. She was mouth by. What you want? She went talking in what they call a guala or something. I don't know what they say. I said, I said, what's she saying? She said she wanted the Holy Ghost. Well, I don't, how am I going to get this night to from I don't know what to do with her. But I know God in me. See, Jesus is the baptizer. I just laid hands on Oh, my God. You can't imagine the most beautiful English language come out of this woman. I wouldn't sit down and cry. Hallelujah. I done seen God show up. How'd he do that? He operated through me. I laid hands on that woman. She spoke in, I mean, the King James. You ain't heard, we can't praise God. Son, she was praising God. She can't even talk English. Just can, barely. Talk with them three teeth she had. Hallelujah. God showed up. God showed up. God showed up. Man, you talking about bold. I got bold. And, and, and then folks, they'd come to and they'd have them daughters hanging down like that. And I heard an old boy. Who was that guy? His name was McCoy. And a fellow, Jimmy Hester, had laid hands on him and said he said we start calling Hard Cry McCabe. He'd really pray out there, real loud. 
And so I thought about old hard Charlie McCaig, and, and when I'd reach and grab them daughters like that, I'm fixing to throw a hard Charlie McCaig, and they're gone. 